It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Adam Thielen was the like one of the top red zone receivers at 6'2". He doesn't carry himself like he's 6'2". He kind of, you know, he slouches, he walks low. So people, people, he's like unassuming. Uh, but then you look at the numbers, like he's killed it in the red zone the last few years. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I am your host, Ron Johnson. For those that have downloaded the podcast and are listening, taking us wherever you go, I thank you for listening. For those watching us on YouTube, hey, what's going on? Um, as you see, I'm wearing my gopher shirt today. Reason being is, one, it was in the car. So honestly, that's the, my life right now. It's uh, well, my wife's car accident, and I'll talk about that at some point. Um, you know, my new companies, everything being bought. Just all, it, the, the world is it's, it's too much going on right now. Um, so I just grabbed whatever T-shirt I saw, but it also has a meaning to um, one of my former teammates, Marion Barber, uh, passed away uh, recently. And so um, I remember him being a freshman uh, when I played and he came in and, and he and I both, you know, or not he and I, he wasn't from Detroit. He tried to tell me he was from Detroit, but his dad was actually from Detroit, went to Chassis High School, played against my dad in high school, um, knew my high school coach. And so I knew Marion's dad before Marion got there because he was a Detroit guy, an alumni, blah, blah. Um, and, and so, you know, that, you know, I felt like, you know what, today is a better day. What better day today than to wear, you know, my gopher shirt. Um, but later on the show, we're going to have Yuki Dozier. Yuki Dozier, uh, I think came in with Marion came in. Cause I remember Yuki being a freshman and we're trying to hook him up with girls and stuff. And so I think it was the same time, um, as Marion came in and so, and they became really good friends and, uh, and we didn't plan that to be honest, man, it is the thing that sucks about life. Like. We were just going to have Yuki on to talk Vikings football, corner safeties, um, and and then this happens. And so uh, we have to do our job. We're going to talk a little bit about Marion. We're going to talk Vikings football as well. And I want to get some memories um, just to memorialize Marion. I'm going to try to get more guys on to talk about, you know, their relationship with Marion Barber. Uh, because, you know, and, and I hope the goal going forward is that, that we're all going to reach out to each other and get connected a little more. Um, and then also we're going to have the Daily Three. We're going to talk about, Tanner Morgan. This is the thing. How good is Tanner Morgan? Like, is he top 10? We know Kirk Cousins should be. Is he top 20? Is he top 30? So stick it, stay tuned for that. Before we jump into the open and talk about this golf stuff with Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, I have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Let me tell you about Rock. Auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. All those supply shortages, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, waiting behind the counter while they're helping other people? It's a pain. Save time and money. Use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as I talked about, 
the four quarterbacks and we bring my producer in Sam Ekstrom. Um, I didn't watch much of it, to be honest, Sam. My daughter had a softball game. I'd much rather be at that than, you know, worried about four guys out there hacking it up for, uh, you know, for charity. Uh, but it's good entertainment. Like, I, I did like a lot of the, uh, the, 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 the punches at each other. You know, Tom Brady put the, the Lombardi trophy on a golf ball. And I asked Josh Allen, had he ever seen that before? You know, <laughs> and of course, Josh Allen's like, yeah, I've seen it. Like, I don't have one, but I've seen it. Um, and, and I like it. And, you know, Josh Allen talked about he throws up before every game. Uh, I think I think it was Josh Allen who stunk it up. So he's the one that said, man, you know, I, I know your back's sore because you've been carrying me this whole time. Um, so I think there's going to be more of this, um, whether it, it stays with current quarterbacks or they keep Brady and they get Peyton Manning back involved and Peyton and, and, and Brady both take a guy, a current guy, and they have an old and a young or two olds and new youngs. I mean, there's so many ways they can take this thing. Uh, but clearly, uh, it's entertaining. Clearly, it's fun. It's great to see guys suck at golf who you think should be good because then it makes you feel better about your golf game. Um, but we're going to transition, Sam, into quarterback play. We've been ranking these quarterbacks. I, I put Kirk Cousins in the top 10, of course. We know about that. Um, or at least twelve to 10 to 12. But where do these four quarterbacks fall? You know, as far as top 10, they're not one, two, three, four by far. No, 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 no. But where do they fall? And this one, honestly, say, I'm like, for me, this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like Tom <laughs> Brady, I want to say he's one, but am I saying he's one because of his career or he's one because of right now? And that's, that's what's hard. Um, Josh Allen, you see him and Pat Mahomes go at it. So Pat Mahomes is always best at him. So do you put Pat Mahomes on top of him automatically? Yes. The answer is yes. He's bested him twice in overtimes. I think Pat Mahomes told a joke too. Like, what's what's your biggest fear? I think he's trying to say overtime. I didn't really catch the whole joke of that one. Um, but <laughs> but when you, when you think about these four, this is where I go with it. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. This is right now, though. Right now. Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Shoot, this is hard. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. You're going to get destroyed on Twitter. I am. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and then Josh Allen. Those are the way I'm going to go. Even though Tom Brady's old, I still feel like he's good. He can get it done. Yes, I know Pat Mahomes is is an all-time whatever, but you saw him struggle when he didn't have an offensive line that was decent. Where Tom Brady finds ways to get out of plays with a subpar offensive line. Um you know, and we just know Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. I, I feel like you, he's a plug and play quarterback. Any receivers you put around him, any guys you put around him still does it with his legs, does it with his arms. Uh, yes, he's older, but he's good. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and then Josh Allen. Those are the way I would go. How would you take it? So you're, you're giving a lot of weight to the veteran quarterbacks. I can respect that. Yeah. But I, I look at Patrick Mahomes. He's been to the conference championship four years in a row. He's the most exciting quarterback in the National Football League. And he by the time it's over for him, he might be at, at Brady level. And, and I know that Brady's got the Super Bowl rings. And if we're ranking all-time career performance, Brady is number one. But I put Mahomes number one right now for the quarterback I'd want. Brady number two, okay. because he does have the set. He's he's got a better postseason track record than Aaron Rodgers who's number three for me and then Josh Allen you know he could get there he could get to one or two status here if he continues to ascend but let's face it he's only had I mean two pretty good seasons and those seasons didn't even result in 
a conference championship appearance. So he's got a little bit more to prove to me. So I think he's four. I think we both agree on that. But I mean, it is about the the world's toughest ranking to try right. to decide where Mahomes fits in these like legends that are almost 40 years old or are 40 years old in Brady's case. Because <laughs> simple stat. Here's a simple stat. Tom Brady, 5,300 yards last year. Um, Pat Mahomes, 4,800. Josh Allen, 4,400. Kirk Cousins, 42-21. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, 41-1-5. And so when you look at that, if you were just go numbers, you go Brady, Mahomes, Allen, Rodgers. Now, I wouldn't be afraid to say it that way. Go Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers, Allen. I would flip those two just because you know Aaron Rodgers dealt with some games. I mean, they had a great run game. Matt LaFleur is going to run the ball. Um, Brady was actually doing a lot last year. Uh, Pat Mahomes is a passing quarterback, and as well as Josh Allen, um, and, and that's where I kind of would take it too. I you I, you couldn't you could argue that that's where I should go. You should go by yards alone and just say Brady's still up there. Mahomes is second because he's explosive, like you said. He gave the numbers, and then you got uh, Aaron Rodgers just because I think he's better than Josh Allen. And then you got Josh Allen. Kirk Cousins is in there though. He's in that top. You know, I'm just joking. Um, but if you look, if you look at that, um, I, you know, that's, that's where I take that, uh, from a golf aspect. The other thing I would love to see, which would be funny. I think you put all 32 starting quarterbacks and you let them play in a round as well. Like, cause then you have multiple camera instead of us just watching four guys and following four guys and it's slow. You just let foursomes of quarterbacks, throw eight foursomes out there of quarterbacks and let them play i mean technically you could fill up a whole course just like they do in tahoe and do something like this and get all the like starters like a lot of starters each team maybe sends out their four so you go 32 teams and each team so Ooh. like the vikings would send uh adam thielen uh shoot i don't even know peterson Kirk cousins patrick peterson Pat really patrick good. peterson's good okay patrick yeah. peterson and then I don't know who's the third. My guess has got to be a punter or, or like there's those punters and Greg Coleman's a good golfer. Greg Coleman's like a two handicap. I mean, you could really put some put some money down and get a lot of TV coverage on something like that because a lot of the guys are gonna suck. Like Adam Thielen's good, we know that. Harrison Smith's decent, um, but you're gonna get some guys out there. That fourth guy that's gonna like. I mean, Brady and some of those guys struggle in that big stage like that. You're going to get some guys that really stink up the joint, depending on how nice the course is, too. Because, I mean, we're talking about some courses where pros struggle, and now you throw these semi-guys, you know, who are 75, 80, you know, shooters, and, you know, they have to do it for – I mean, I think it's comical. It would be great TV. I might be on to something. Who knows what's going to happen, but I like the idea. Uh, but up next, we got Yuki Dozier, former – Gophers DB, former Vikings DB as well, but also friend to Marion Barber. Stay tuned for that. And now a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Let me tell you about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs. You got the finals starting tonight. Major League Baseball scores, fights, even next season's NFL futures. I think I would be wagering on the Celtics with that plus money. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts.
Next up on the Ron Johnson show, we got Yuki Dozier. The original interview with Yuki uh, was supposed to be just a, you know, lighthearted, fun conversation. Vikings, Gophers, roll the boat, PJ Fleck. Um, so this interview was already scheduled before uh, this happened because uh, I'm not a shock jock. I'm not out there trying to find great stories uh, when things happen. I mean, I know it's my job, but that's not really what I'm out about to do. Um, when when I heard yesterday that Marion Barber had passed away, um, it was ironic. But honestly, man, I look at it as a God thing, too, as far as connecting uh, me and Yuki on a, on a bigger topic. Um, and as I bring Yuki Dozier in, Yuki, uh, Yuki was a freshman, you know, so to tell a story like I always do about guys, you know, I have Ryan Clark, I had a Spice Adams story. I got to tell my Yuki Dozier story. Yuki Dozier, um, as a freshman, comes into our facility, walks into the meeting room, and him and another guy on our team, I can't, I don't know if it was Jakari Wallace or who it was, we're talking about this girl, and they're both explaining what this girl looks like, and they're both saying how these, they met all these girls on campus, they're excited about it. Uh, Yuki ended up, and let me be real, Yuki ended up winning the girl's heart, you know, he ended up winning the girl's heart, but as they're both explaining, like, all these different girls they met on campus, after about four minutes, we all looked at each other, we're like, I think y'all met the same girl, it was probably the best moment ever for seniors, seeing these freshmen, like, with their eyes wide open, Yuki was so young, and, you know, just, and even though he was a DB, somehow, I don't know if it was through other friends or what, me and Yuki became friends, uh, we end up going to like parties together. We end up going to like these dance things together. Uh, him, John Richmond. I don't know if it's because we all uh, like to go out and, and have fun and like stay up late, work out early. Like that was our crew. Um, and then Yuki Dozier and I start stay friends after the fact. You know, Yuki's on a, on a, on a text group chat with a couple gophers. Um, you know, and and so when I bring Yuki in, Yuki, I want to say, man, like I know Marion was your boy. Like Marion came in with you as well. Uh, y'all were y'all were here, went through it, ten and three seasons, all the stuff. Um, when you first heard the news, kind of the same way we all did, man. Like, like for me, I mean, I I'm not gonna curse, but I I was I was upset, man, because I lost my dad, um, and and I know he was kind of you know isolated at times as well, and was and and so I I, I, I me and Marion had a conversation about that, about being connected, you know, and and I told him what my dad was going through, um. You know, and so when you heard that, man, like what what was that, you know, first the first thing that went through your mind kind of or how are you doing? You know, it's obviously everybody kind of copes and grieves differently. Um, so just like you say, Marion, we were very close. Um, we were roommates together um, at University Village, um, room 305. You know, we called it 305 right, right, because we both on the right side. Um so it was just one of those things, man. When when the news came out, obviously it was a shocker. I didn't I didn't think it was true at first. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's a rumor. You know, let me let me look at it and and let me Google it. Let me figure out what's going on, right? So as I started googling and I, I started to realize, you know, it was one. I think it was one story at the time. The next thing I know, I refreshed. It was about three. Refreshed again, and I saw it all on Twitter. I was like, oh man, this is not good. This is not good. Um, but before I confirmed it, I was, you know, I ended up calling um, John Richmond. Um, obviously, me, John, and 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 Marion, we were roommates as well. Um, called John, I'm like John, did you hear the news, man? I'm like, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but this is what I'm hearing. Um, he first thing he asked, did you call Dom? No, I didn't call Dom. I'm not ready to call Dom. You know, uh, it was just one of those things. I'm like, I, I want to make sure for one, it's confirmed. Secondly, I just don't know how to 
have that conversation with this brother at this point in time if it's if it's new information that just came out. John got mm-hmm. on the phone with me. He was like, I'm calling. So he called Don. Um, and next thing I know, I got a, twix, a text maybe 15 minutes later saying, yep, it's true. So at that point in time, I was like, oh, man, like this is this really just happened. Like it, it really just happened. And you know, we all know. I mean, it's it's, you know, kind of been, you know, you know, in the news and the tabloids, you know, you kind of dealt with some things, but everybody deals with things. Right. So it's always mm-hmm. one of those situations where. You know, when you hear something tragic of this nature, you know, especially when it's somebody personal to you, it's it's a complete shock, you know. And, and, and you know, I've been through all kind of emotions at this point in time, you know, but I think, you know, this 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 final emotion that not going to say final emotion, but this emotion that I'm in right now is more at peace because I feel like he's at peace with where he's at right now. Um knowing you know just just things that he's that he's dealt with, um, I, you know, my heart kind of goes out to his family. Um, you know, his brothers, I know, you know, Thomas is supposed to be getting married soon, um, from from my understanding. I think, and I don't know if it's true, if he was supposed to be getting married on Marion's birthday. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but I think this is the information that I've just recently heard. Um, so, you know, my heart kind of goes out to the family because it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's their, their blood, that's their, their brother, their sons. Um, so it's, you know, like I say, it's a shocker, man. Yeah, man, and I, 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 I talked to Marion when he came back for the. I think Thomas was a senior, maybe, uh, for a spring game, and 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 same thing, man. I kind of went over there, and you know, it took him a minute, and then he was like, "Oh man, what's up, Ron?" Blah blah, and so right away I called Spice on uh, Facetime because I know Marion is Spice, you know, and man, Marion's face lit up talking to Spice, you know, like just you know, bears conversations and and jokes and. You know, he loves, you know, spices on social media stuff. And, um, you, you know, and, and so when I saw him light up like that, I'm like, man, that's that's what being connected is about. You know, like we all, you know, myself, you, Tony Patterson, Jared Ellerson, uh, John Richmond, Antoine Burns is coming here this weekend. Like, you know, I, I, I think women, man, and, I, and I've talked to a couple of alumni, like I talked to Mike or uh, Coach Rump. Um, Vikings new defensive line coach and and he and I both talked about that he's an older guy uh, but just being connected you know like because he asked me like how's this job for you and 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 he meant like working for the Vikings and doing all the stuff I do for them and I'm like man it keeps me in the game like it keeps me around guy like I was standing out there and you know the 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 day I had on Tuesday definitely better than Wednesday but the day I had on Tuesday um, it reminded me of the connection. Like I'm just standing there and, and Kevin O'Connell comes out and said, you know, we have a quick conversation. Then Adam Thielen, you know, comes in and, and kind of bumps me in and, and we have a conversation. Daniil Hunter and I kind of chat quick, you know. And so when I think about that, one, um, alumni have to take advantage of that, man. Like, you know, and my goal this year with the Gophers even is get more of us out there to just practice. Like let's all go hang out at practice together. Um, women do such a great job of that. You know, I feel like men, even guys trips like I've I've made so many excuses of why I don't take a guy's trip with, with, with you, you guys, yeah, you do, you, you do. know, and <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna cry about it. But <laughs> like, man, it's it's so hard because I know like when you see players, man, like like I know what that feels like to be isolated because I was I was isolated when I first got cut and I came back to Minnesota. It was just me and my wife. You know, and Tony Patterson was around every once in a while, but it was just us. And so she would be with her friends and I'd just be in the house. 
And, man, by the grace of God, man, all you guys start coming back. You move back. John Richmond moved back. Tony Patterson ended up dating my wife's friend, and so he stayed. Janet Ellerson came back. Uh, Asano Sai stayed. You know, Mike Lehan stayed. And so it created, like, a group of friends, man, that, like, I wasn't by myself anymore. Like, I wasn't just in Minnesota because I was too old to hang out with the college guys, and I was too young to hang out with Greg Coleman, you know? And so I just kind of was in, like, no man's land, and, and I know I know what that feels like, man. And, and, and losing my dad, like, I just think about all the NFL players, like, of recent, too. Like, it, it's just – it's hard um, to know that. But, like, I agree with you, man. It, it's good to see, you know, Marion's happy now <laughs> – um, he's, he's not questioning anything, you know, he's not questioning, does anybody love him? He's not questioning, you know, does, is anybody his friend? You know, he, he knows the answers now, you know, and it sucks that it had to be, you know, this way. And we all had to deal with this and, you know, there's no way to do it. But, um, Yuki, I, I want to ask you this question, man, like for you, when you look at the connections, you know, you're in the Cooper school district. So you're around guys, you coach with, with Tellus Redman and, and, and Tony Patterson and all those guys. Um, you know, how has that been for you as a former player having that connection with those guys? You know, it's it's been great. And, you know, it's funny because last year was actually kind of tough for me because when I took this new I took a new role within Robbinsdale School District as the executive director of finance. Um, but with that, you know, with this role, I had to step back from like being fully engaged in coaching. I was still around, but just take that step back from being fully engaged. So it was kind of tough because it was one, I was taking a step back from the kids, but another thing, I was also taking, you know, a slight step back from just that that coaching camaraderie that we kind of built, especially with guys who I've known for so long that I've built these 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 relationships with, right? So you talk about the Tellus Redman, you talk about um, Tony Patterson, you got Neil Allen there as well. Um, you know, Willie Howard, obviously, um, you know, kind of came along um, a little later after that. But just being able to, to be in that group, just to be around those guys and, and, and the fellowship all the time. You know, what we do, it's all about it's all about community engagement, you know. But when we we're engaging in the community, we, we're engaging together um, as as a, as a team, you know, and just building that whole brotherhood amongst everything. You know, we we always barbecue like summertime right now. First thing I think about summertime, we're grilling. Right. It's all about that that fellowship and, and, and grilling and, and you know Willie putting a pig on the grill and just doing his his Willie Hanna thing. That's what I call it. I call it Willie Hanna because he's <laughs> he's just he's chefing it up, you know. So just being able to have that connection again. You talk about that connection, man. Just just knowing that that's there. That's that set foundation is there. If you any if there's anything that you need, if you need to lean on anybody for any given moment. We, I know that I have that connection within that group, right? And it's the same thing with my group group of guys, you know, um, uh, you know throughout, you know, from the University of Minnesota, you talk about our our, our group tax, right? You know, we talk mm-hmm. about the, the trips that we take, um, even though you you tend to not come along. <laughs> but, you know, just that, just having that, man, just, just having that outlet from, you know, life to just come back and just fellowship and just talk and re-engage with everybody, man, I think it's great, man. It's a great, it's great to have that connection. It's great to have those conversations, man. And I know those one things that I value each and every day about, you know, just the friendships that I've built over the course of these years here in Minnesota. Yeah, man. And I love the golf. So, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Like I'm still probably 75% in, but I, you know, this definitely made me realize like I got to create memories like that with guys um, because, you know, just talking to former players, talking to other players that, that, you know, 
that's that's what guys miss the locker room like being around guys and being around you know each other um but but got to get some vikings gophers out of you too man um two quick ones at you when you look at um vikings you were a young vikings cornerback you know when you look at these dbs you got harrison smith you got lewis scene uh you have patrick peterson and now you add a guy in the caleb evans you got uh booth andrew booth jr you got Shannon sullivan from the packers um when you think about a guy like Patrick Peterson being a veteran, and then you grab a, a, a early draft pick in Andrew Booth Jr. that you know can learn from him. Um, as a young corner, what are some things you would have done right away to try to you know learn from Patrick Peterson early on? You know during mini camp and training camp. Oh man, I'd be in Patrick Peterson's back pocket, man. Like truthfully, you know it's funny because when I was when I was there. Um, you know, at the time we had Fred Smoot, we had Antoine Winfield. Uh, those are the guys who I kind of gravitated to. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of probably gra- gravitated a little more to Antoine Winfield because, you know, just his game itself. You know, his game was more technically sound. Fred Smoot was just an athlete out there playing ball. Right. So mm-hmm. it's about for me, it's about how can I, you know, learn from these guys to help better, better my craft. And again, it's not a lot of times it's not what you do on the field. A lot of times it's what you do off the field as well. So you're trying to figure out like what what's your lifestyle about? Try to I'm trying to get to your to your um your your I'm trying to accomplish the things that you've accomplished. I'm trying to get to that point in a pinnacle in my career. Um, in order for me to do that, I got to figure out who's doing it great, mm-hmm. and 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 really try to mimic what they're doing at that point in time. So you talk about mm-hmm. these young corners. And you have a future Hall of Famer in Patrick Peterson. Yes, I said that future Hall of Famer in Patrick Peterson. Um, th- that's somebody that you have to lean on at this point in time. And I think he's at that career. So there's there's different points of your career. I think there's a there's a you have a mastery, um, you have a mastery kind of period within your career, and you also have a mentor period in in your career, um, and then a meeting period as well. So that's at the end. Patrick Peterson is in that mentoring phase right now. He's done it all. You know, he's been to however many Pro Bowls. You know, he's been a prolific cornerback in his league. And I mm-hmm. think he's willing, for one, it's not about him. Obviously, he came back to, to the Vikings for a reason. It's not about him. It's not about his individual stats. It's about helping elevate the team, right? So he he has that selfish nature where I believe he's going to want to, you know, attach himself to some of these young corners and try to teach them everything that they need to know. Right. Only thing that they have to do is they have to be willing to put forth everything, you know, to, to put down all of the, you know, the, the the hula and everything else is just being a draft pick and now becoming an NFL player. Like right now, you have to dial in to perfecting your craft um, and in order to perfect your craft. Like I say, you have to you have to dial into to the ones who have been there and you have to take advantage. You have to take advantage of those opportunities. Like, like everybody doesn't get to come into a league and be on a team, you know, with a Patrick Peterson. You don't get that opportunity. So I think you have to take advantage of it, man. I'm hoping they do so. Well, I want to thank Yuki for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. I know it's a tough day. Uh, wasn't planned, but, you know, I, I think we we did a good job of, of telling Marion's story, telling his life. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, that's my goal is to talk about him a little bit more. Uh, just so people get the, the, the right side of the story. I'm tired of people bringing up stats. It's not about the stats. It's about the man, and he was a great one. Um, but that'll do it for Ron Johnson, Yuki Dozier. Up next, we got the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes each. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back to the Ron Johnson Show. It's now time for the Daily Three. For those listening on the podcast, thank you. And we're, you're about to get entertained. For those watching on YouTube, you're about to see what Sam really looks like. Take it away, Sam. That's three questions, <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> Surprise. Um, I was at Vikings practice yesterday. Wow. Adam Thielen made one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. It was Odell-like. Um, back line of the end zone one-handed, reaching over the top, tiptoeing, backpedaling. It was unbelievable. Um, I haven't seen video of it from VEN, so it, it might not exist except in my memory, but it was amazing. Kevin O'Connell raved about it after the fact, and it uh, got me thinking, how many touchdowns is Adam Thielen good for this year, Ron? Well, Adam Thielen was the like one of the top red zone receivers. At 6'2", he doesn't carry himself like he's 6'2". He kind of, you know, he slouches, he walks low. So people, people he's like unassuming. Uh, but then you look at the numbers, like he's killed it in the red zone the last few years. And so I, I know Kevin O'Connell, and he's talked about this. He's talked about red zone efficiency. He's talked about uh, the amount of times Kellen Mond or Kirk Cousins is checked out of a play and into a good play in the red zone. So they're going to really, and everybody heightens the red zone. But now when you're head coach, because my guess is Zimmer, defensive guy, his, his, his focus, which they did a great job, was third down defense and red zone defense. Bend but don't break. Make them kick field goals. Mike Zimmer had one of the best. Um, third down. Let's get off the field. Mike Zimmer had one of the best. Now you have an offensive-minded head coach who he's going to come in and he's going to say, hey, third down offense. We got to have great plays. We got to be creative. We got to do this. Red zone. I'm going to put you guys in a position to win. Kirk Cousins, you got to make the throw. Kirk, if you see something you don't like in the red zone, switch it. Motion some guys. Move some guys. Let's get let's get you a better idea what the coverage looks like. So all of that is going to help Kirk be better. But then at the end of the day, if you could just throw it to Adam Thielen making one-handed catches, makes your job a lot easier. And we forget he still has Justin Jefferson over there. So Justin Jefferson is going to take a lot of uh, attention away from Adam Thielen. So I think Adam, like touchdowns overall, I think you get 10. Um, from a red zone perspective, I mean, most of the touchdowns were red zone. So I'm thinking like eight or nine of those 10 will be red zone touchdowns. Yeah, the, the Vikings were 10th in the red zone last year, which is pretty good. But when you've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Irv Smith, KJ Osborne, who was another touchdown machine last year. When you've got all those guys, you should be a top five, maybe even the number one red zone team in the league if you're just a little bit creative on offense. So I think they can shoot for 70% in the red zone this year. That is my lofty goal for this team. Okay. Uh, the college football, Ron, this is interesting. So ESPN ranked mm -hmm. all the Division I quarterbacks by tier. So they lumped yep. them into 25 different tiers. Tanner Morgan was in tier number nine, and that put him at about 41st out of 131 quarterbacks that they ranked. So tier nine, 41st rank. Is that about right, Ron, or, or do you think they're disrespecting Tanner Morgan? Definitely disrespect, but that's going off of, like, ESPN, they're not going to go into the vault to rank these guys. College football, just like the NFL, it's about what have you done for me lately. You see that all the time with quarterbacks who have started off great and then had slump years and then they don't get drafted where you think they should. If you look at C.J. Stroud, you look at Caleb Williams, uh, you look at Bryce Young. Heisman or bust is what they're calling that tier one guys. That, I mean, we know what you got out of, you know what you're getting out of Bryce Young. You know, you know what you're getting out of CJ Stroud. Caleb Williams, of course, you know, transfers, follows Lincoln over there. Who knows what kind of NIL he promised him. Um, and then you got the waiting room, tier two. You got Darren, uh, Devin Leary. You got um, Cam Rising. I love the name. And you got Tyler Van Dyke. 
you know, same thing. Where do you put these guys? Are you putting these guys based off of conversations? I know Utah had a great, you know, couple seasons. And so, you know, where's that at? And then you look at tier three, you go to tier four. And like you said, all the way down to (laughs) tier 25. um, And and you look at these are free agents. You look at transfers. You look at tier 24. um, And and so when you think about these numbers, and you said Tanner was what tier? Nine. Tier nine, which I think. Yeah. It was so like look at tier twenty-five veterans with the veterans with Moxie was what they called right. them. And they and they and you got tier twenty-five, which is free agents. So you go all the way from Heisman down to free agents is what they want to call them. But yeah, tier nine, uh, you got seven players. You got Sam Clifford from Penn State. I like it. You got Tanner McKee, Stanford, you got Tanner Morgan, you got Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, you got Jordan Travis from Florida State, and then you have um Tristan. Uh, Gebbin and Chance Nolan. Now, there's a thing, Gebbia, sorry. And there's a thing about them. Those are both Oregon State's quarterbacks. So they're saying whichever one is going to start is going to be in that tier. That's why I don't take, I take it with a grain of salt. You don't know what either of these guys are really going to be, but you're just saying whichever one starts is in tier nine. That to me is dumb because if one of them was, you're telling me two guys competing are better or should be in the same tier as Tanner Morgan. So that's why I think that's just somebody who's writing. Great read. Great, right? Gives you a lot of eight. You know, Adrian Martinez went to Kansas State. He's not better than Tanner Morgan. He's in tier seven. Like, come on. I mean, it's it's about like where they're at. Same with tier seven. You got K. McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, two guys at Michigan fighting for a spot, but they both should be in tier seven. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, if they wrote this story after the big year with Tyler Johnson and um, Rashad Bateman, he probably would have been in like tier three. You know, right. so these, these things are constantly changing. Last one, NBA Finals start tonight. Ron, uh, we've talked about sort of your pick for the series as far as mm-hmm. the team goes, but I want to get your MVP selection uh, before the series starts this evening. Steph Curry. I, I think this is his time. Like, he doesn't have a Kevin Durant. Uh, he doesn't have a guy on the opposite side like a LeBron James that can steal the show. Now, Jason Tatum is a favorite as well. I think it was Clay or it was Steph, then, then, then Tatum. Uh, then Jalen Brown, then uh, what's his name? Uh, his brother, uh, Splash Brother, uh, Clay, Clay Thompson. So I think that's those four were like the high money for Vegas as far as who in bet online uh, for who are gonna um, be the MVPs. But I'm gonna go with Steph. I think you know he's he's played second fiddle a lot of these finals to some guys every once in a while, and he's got put in some positions. I think he's really just. I mean, he's a veteran now. He's rested. Um, like the Warriors got him back at the perfect time. So I, I think he's going to show up and show out. Like he's going to be ready to go. So my, my favorite Steph Curry. All right. I'm going to go clay just to be contrarian because I think that Boston will sell out to stop steps. So if clay puts together some big games, I think he could get the vote. Yeah. I mean, but the Boston Celtics say they're the best, not they, people are saying they're one of the best defensive teams in NBA history. So you shouldn't have to sell out for Steph. You should just be able to lock them down. And I don't care how many people you throw at Steph. He can shoot from the logo comfortably. Like a step in front of the logo is just his warm-up. Like he does that. So you're going to have to extend extend that defense further than you want. And then once he passes it and gets to doing that crazy run around the park thing he does, like his card, I'd love to see his conditioning and cardio program because it is ridiculous. But yeah, good luck, Boston. Um, if Steph is off, I, I think that's going to be the key. Jason Tatum can't let up on the gas at all. He's going to do his Kobe Bryant text with the wristband thing. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I think it's the Warriors and I think it's Steph Curry MVP. 
Well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson Show today. I want to thank everybody that's listening on the podcast. I want to thank all those that watched us all the way through on YouTube. Thank you for being a part of the Locked On Sports Minnesota Network. Please, thank you. Just continue to download, continue to listen, share. Share with your friends. Tell them, hey, the Rod Johnson Show was good, man. Good stories, good interviews, great content. Thank you, and have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.